Well, we're in week two of our series of talks, The Art of Neighboring, and I'm really excited today because Mikey and Brittany are gonna be sharing. And I think I told you last week that we were gonna have a guest, and you didn't know it was like the most obvious guests of all because they're awesome at this. Um, but if you didn't catch with us, uh, if you weren't with us last week, you won't know that we're, we're journeying our way through this book, The Art of Neighboring. Can we have a close-up camera two on, uh, on this book? <laughs> Oh, we don't have a camera two. No, we don't. We only have a camera one. There it yeah, is, right there. there it is. But there if is. you like to read, I would highly encourage you getting a, a copy of The Art of Neighboring. Like I said last week, I read the whole thing one day on the beach, was completely unsociable for the whole day. <laughs> and the, 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 the basic idea of it is this. Uh, the, the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us was love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. But what we've had a habit of doing, I think all of us have a habit of doing, this as, as followers of Christ, mm -hmm. is that when we read that thing, love your neighbor as yourself, we're you know sitting in our living rooms reading the Bible and we almost, from where we're sitting, we kind of bypass our actual neighbors to whatever we're doing that's, that's helpful and good. Well, maybe we're serving at church, maybe we're reaching out to people at work, maybe you're helping in a soup kitchen or something. And we, we just right. count that as, yeah. right, as right. Uh, loving our neighbors. And so the, the premise of, of The Art of Neighboring starts out by saying, what would it be like if we realized that maybe Jesus was saying to us, when it comes to like loving your neighbor as yourself, drum roll please, like the, the complex thing of what would it mean if we were to actually love our actual neighbors as ourselves, the people who are around our house. And so the challenge was like, and the challenge for last week, and we're gonna, we're gonna put some like examples with their story a little bit on this. The challenge last week was to step one, what would it be like for you to know the names of the adults and kids and maybe pets, like of the mm -hmm. eight, maybe six to 10, eight, maybe we've said eight neighbors around your house. Uh, whether that's for us, like people behind us that we, we know a little bit, people on both sides of the street. Um, and to actually start with that in the journey of loving our neighbor as ourselves, And mm -hmm. so the reason I love it when, when Mikey and Brittany talk about this is because I think you guys live it like, like nobody I've ever known, right? Honestly, they do a phenomenal job of, of, uh, of just being there for their neighbors, being engaged in their neighborhood. And um, yeah, so I want you to sort of start a little bit by saying how you think in your lives that value actually started out. And you know what I mean, kind of where it came from? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, well, for me, you know, when I was growing up, all my best friends were on my block. So all my closest friends were the kids in the neighborhood. We got together, we were playing all the time. But as I got older, I realized that none of the adults were actually friends. It was just the kids. And it was confusing to me, strange, and something didn't sit right, especially as I started to develop my walk with Jesus Christ, and I became passionate about, I want to be a light for Jesus everywhere. I can't be a light for Jesus if I don't even know my neighbor's names. I basically was like, I don't want to become one of those adults that right. doesn't know their neighbors at all and lives there for decades and you know doesn't know anybody's name. So that was kind of this kind of like discontent inside of me. It didn't about feel that. right. Yeah, it didn't feel right, yeah. 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 So. For me, I mean, I'm, I'm extroverted and I really love new friendships and having relationships with people, so it just felt, you know, normal to pursue acquaint, an acquaintanceship with my neighbors. And, um, but, you know, 
for me, it was also to like just to have the security of being known by your neighbors uh, and not necessarily going deep with them, but having like we we know who each other is if we right. ever need something. Right. Um, and just kind of having like a, a, a baseline friendship. Um, but, you know, when we got married and we, we moved into our first house, I really saw that it was super valuable to you mm. and that you would go out of your way to develop and keep pushing forward those relationships. And I really caught that vision that, wow, it's, there, there can be so much more here and we can actually love them and show the love of Jesus to them mm -hmm. through developing a deeper relationship. And so it was really a journey for me to to not just stay comfortable of like, yeah, now now we know each other's names, we feel comfortable maybe asking for something if we run out of an ingredient sure. yeah. or something. But um, so it's been a challenge for me to not stay there, but to actually continue to move the relationship forward not not get comfortable saying they know who we are they know we're pretty nice i hope but yeah. to to keep that vision of like you know we want to show them that we value them and value continuing to yeah. know them yeah and, and i want to so i want to tell everybody uh because uh, i know a little bit about you know where you lived i went to your house um in michigan yeah uh, and um, so mikey Brittany, first house was in a a, a suburb of detroit called berkeley what fifteen thousand people, something like that, mm -hmm. and um, uh, that I mean, it's a lot of kind of I don't know if that's a term we would use here, but it's like starter homes, right? Sort mm -hmm. of like small, yeah. compact, yeah. Um, really close together. You know, ranch homes built in the, built in the fifties, kind of cookie cutter yeah. In, yeah. with small lots, and so you've got that. Um, there's a it's a it's this great excuses to get to know people because you're like literally at the end of the, the driveway to them, right? Well, but what choices yeah. did yeah. you make? Like, and I think yeah. you made quite a lot of choices in Michigan sure. to mm -hmm. be intentional. Talk to us about the intentionality that you mm -hmm. that you lived with in yeah. that, yeah. you know, in that neighborhood. Well, I thought it would come, you know, because those the houses are so close together. I really thought that it would come easy. You know, Naturally, we would see each other all the time. Surprisingly, not. But not really. It, it was not. surprising <laughs> how, like, yeah. you know, people almost had to go out of their way not to say hi and like pretend you didn't see each other. You yeah. know, we didn't necessarily do that, but and literally a few I feet noticed. Away, right? Yeah. yeah. Just make the you know make the garage attached to the house, make the garage air conditioned and heated, then you never you have to see anybody. Really go outside, right. and yeah. so. Yeah, we noticed our neighbors didn't really know each other mm -hmm. very much. So we started just going outside in the front, especially, and looking Friendship. around, always watching for when we could yep. run into a neighbor. Starting conversations. Um, that was kind of where yeah. it started, yeah, being available to have conversations. Um, but really, it started with Mikey uh, doing something that I thought was so bold and really i was like are you sure i probably asked you that question like yeah, five times like yes. are you sure you want to do this i'll do it but it just seems really out there and what was it uh, it was uh this idea of uh neighborhood concerts i think is kind of what you called them but living it, room concerts. living room concerts yeah. um where we he was learning an instrument at the time the mandolin so that was nice where he kind of had motivation to like learn uh, a, an instrument and like want to play it for people so he could be motivated to practice. Mm -hmm. um, but he said, you know, I want to invite all the people that are closest to us, you know, about the, the, the closest 10 or eight or 10 houses to us. And some we had met yeah. and some not so. Yes. So, you know, he wanted, he, he printed out cards. I made and, little cards. I made like little invites. 
um, to this little living room concert and I sort of some neighbors I knew them but others was like a complete like door-to-door -door salesman style like hi like I live over there and I'm doing this thing and uh, I didn't just play mandolin I played keys or yeah. guitar or bass I would like learn songs like all like Christian songs so that you could <laughs> preach at people no it was not like there was, was there were no Christian songs I don't think it was just like just songs just things people yeah. could enjoy yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think what I love about that is is that this is very specific to you, right? Mm. Like most of the people watching this today, um, or anytime, wouldn't be wouldn't be like, oh, this is a brilliant idea. I'll just go learn the mandolin and do a neighborhood concert. But what other? So I love the 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 idea of you thinking, okay, God, how is it that you want me, like in everything that God has created in our lives, to to reach out to my neighbors and to be a great neighbor? What are the, some of the sort of the, the general things that, mm -hmm. that mm. you know what I mean, that people can put into place in their, um, yeah. in their lives to, to sort of make it possible to even be better at this than we all are? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things I would say is, you know, we've all got one of these. We've all got a phone. And you've you got to keep a note, a running note of like a list of your neighbor's names when you learn them because inevitably... If you don't write that name down as soon as that initial conversation is over like you've forgotten it and so I, I would always make a point like if I had an interaction I try to say my name early on in the conversation and then I just keep a running note and I update it before I even go into the house like it's like I can't I can't go into the house and start eating or like checking on the baby like I can't do anything else I gotta write this name down or I'm gonna forget it and then you know another thing is making a habit of taking lots of walks and before you take a walk, review that note and like, oh yeah, that person's name is this, that person, they live in this house. Right. Oh, they mentioned that they were going through this struggle. Maybe I can ask them how it's going. Right. And so, if it's a Saturday morning like, and the sun's out, you're going to see people in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, you're exactly. See people that, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and being ready to see people and, and be knowing that I'm going to be willing, my schedule's open enough to go on this walk now that I can take time to actually engage. Because right. if it's just we're in a hurry, yeah. we're just going down the block and back, you know, we might not be ready and looking and, right. and willing. So now you, you've, you had these kind of, and you were a young married couple at the time, right? So this mm -hmm. was like, did I marry a crazy guy here who's gonna have <laughs> concerts for the rest of our life? He's the crazy guy <laughs> in the black. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so these guys moved here with the intention of being part of the the, the start team of Anthem, of course, the staff of Anthem. So, what outside of your like your Anthem responsibilities? What what happened in your own name? You moved to Winchester, and then now you've been settled in Bill Ricker for a mm -hmm. couple of years. So, how do you kind of go into that new neighborhood? And mm -hmm. what's what's that been like? What's yeah. that been like in these last couple of years? Yeah. Well, I'll just say that with those living room concerts, I was so surprised that our neighbors came to those and ones we hadn't even met either so I was coming now into this new neighborhood thinking okay I really do believe that people want to be known more than yes. I thought so yes they do. so this journey we were almost picking up from this place of like it might not be everybody but people will be receptive and, and I didn't really believe that before I kind of felt mm. like maybe one or two people will come but so I felt really grateful to like go from there and say like okay i'm in you know now we're committing and we're going to start over which might be hard but we're yeah. both going to be doing this and so we're like both you've had be some lucky. experience you you know it 
you know it's valuable to yeah. be yeah. a great neighbor. And it does work. If you really put yourself out there, people will respond, yeah. I, I believe. Yes, people do want to talk, they yeah. want to converse. So, uh, you d we did this right away in Winchester with a family that was close by, and then we moved. Not the concerts. Not the concerts. I haven't done any concerts. But we were here very yet. intentional. No. Coming soon to a neighborhood Inviting near you. Inviting them over. But yeah, <laughs> just in intentional yeah. conversations, saying my name, asking their name, even maybe being as bold as to ask for their phone number or you know adding them on social media. You know, like like getting in the door that way. If, if the conversation is going well, like. Be bold, like get a phone number, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or give sure. them yours. Yeah. 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 Something like Always that. give them yours yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And um and so yeah, so now you live in a uh, cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. Like a, yeah, it's like a dead end street. So fourteen houses on the street. So what's that been like? Mm -hmm. Uh it's been good. So uh we so there's fourteen houses including ours, so that we have thirteen neighbors and you know what was so interesting is that I got to know 12 out of 13 neighbors in the first year, and I like was updating my notes. Is everyone hearing that? Like, so that is flat out amazing, mm. right? The yeah. fact that 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 you had done that is absolutely incredible, and that's mm. the that's the vision for this series right now. That you know, it's just to be a great neighbor, right? Yeah. And mm. um, and I mean, I, I'm way behind you. I, we're, we're like way behind you here on that. We're still filling out the eight things. So, but anyway, carry on. So your goal yeah. was to like get yeah, and, personal and, goal. And the thing that was so frustrating is the 13th neighbor, I couldn't, I just couldn't get through. There was never an opportunity and they live right across the street. Closest um, house to us. Um, I hope they're not watching this. No, they're <laughs> probably not because I just got to know them recently. Um, I just never had an opportunity before, but uh, my daughter got a gift for her birthday. This was about a month ago on April 4th. Um, same birthday as Colin. Yep. Uh, so my daughter got this like roller coaster car thing that she could ride. And I was like, you know what? I'm putting it in the front yard because I know there are kids on our street and maybe I'll be able to have a, an opportunity. And so, and that's something that they talk about in the book is being a front yard neighbor. Right, and, so, and, and like just pause there for a second. Like it's a great tip, isn't it? Yeah, front yard. for sure. Like I've just noticed the times that we have spent actually doing yard work in the front yard, um, uh, we, we meet neighbors, we meet people walking mm -hmm. by. There's Absolutely. been some, there's been one or two times when I've actually paid someone to do some yard work in the back. Um, and I've actually said, no, I'm gonna do it at the front because I wanna mm -hmm. be at the front because, you know, carry on. That's so. great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so we set it up in the front yard. My, my two kids were riding the roller coaster and sure enough, our, our neighbors, they, they pull in and I see them get out of the car with their little two-year-old son, never met any of them, and I just shouted across the street like, hey, does your son wanna come try it out? And the son immediately started walking towards us. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was, it was yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, mom and dad and the little boy came over, he wrote it a few times, got to learn everybody's names, and it was just like, wow, like, like it was like, it took me a full year to know 12 out of 13 houses, and then it was a whole another year before I met the 13th. Mm -hmm. But it was just this simple step, right place, right time, and I'm just really big on that about, t about just take the opportunity when you see it because you never know how long it might be before mm -hmm. you get that opportunity again. Mm -hmm. So you see that neighbor walking that like they never take walks, and you're like, just drop everything, like drop mm -hmm. dinner, drop your show, whatever. It's like, this is my moment mm -hmm. because like, this is different from being at work. If you're at work and you miss a conversational opportunity, 
you can just try again the next day. Mm -hmm. But if you miss that opportunity now, it could be months mm -hmm. before you yeah. even have a chance to know their name yeah. or their story or whatever. So. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is all in a bit to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we, I think we've just got to keep reminding us of that. It's, it's just yeah. a, a reminder, love your neighbor mm -hmm. as yourself. It love can change the world. And it absolutely can. And I think the, um, now I feel like you've got to this like level of like graduate level neighboring. Um, <laughs> where, <laughs> where does it go? So you're at this spot, like, do you now like put your feet up and now that mm -hmm. you've known everyone's names, what, what is it like for you now? You yeah, know? it so, can be very easy to, to feel like now that we feel pretty known, you know, we can just see them once in a while and, and that's okay. Um, but it really is, has been a challenge and, and even just reading this book, it was like, wow, we can't stay there. We got to keep moving mm. forward. Um, for me, a lot of the, the inward journey of just God revealing how important this is came with uh, definitely feeling convicted about, you know, I want to be a light for Jesus. That was always something that I valued since I've become a follower of him. And, um, but in, in my own time, kind of in my own way. Yes, at work, <laughs> I'm schedule. willing. Right. Yeah, I, when I'm right. ready, when I have the energy, I feel, I feel like that's a value I have. But in neighboring, so often, you know, it's like I'm coming home from work, I want to rest, I want to start dinner, get that done with. Yeah. Um, I want to just, I'm on my own time now. And so really just laying that down and saying, you know, I'm, I'm willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of, of moving relationships forward, of, of being able to love them. Mm. Um, and so maybe it means, you know, when I get out of the car, I kind of linger a little longer or I'm looking around. I'm not mm -hmm. just running in with mm -hmm. my bags and... And wanting to go for, rest, ready, but being ready for an interruption, being right? willing, yeah, yeah, mentally ready to say, okay, if something comes, I'm gonna be ready to accept it and jump in, even if I'm tired, even if I all I can think about is like I, I want to go get a drink or go go you know do the next thing in my in my my own personal schedule, what I want to do. But I think you told me that there was even um, I can't remember whether it was back in Michigan or whether it was here where mm -hmm. there was some graduation parties going mm -hmm. on back to back or something and mm. you're like we're going to those yeah. you know whatever happens yeah. we're putting those yeah. things yeah i think we even had stage, something right? we had to cancel because yep. you were like because i'm i'm thinking again like i've had to catch this kind of from you initially but you know we've only known them a little while why would we not go up north or why would we not go to our friends but you were like Exactly, like we have an opportunity to step out and say we care enough to come here, yeah. and we we want to know you, and we mm -hmm. celebrate you today, and we're and it, maybe they didn't know we moved everything on our schedule, but for us it was definitely learning like okay we have to be willing to do that we have to be able to be inconvenienced even yeah. you know for to move these forward yes. these relationships forward yep. and um, looking stuff, around and yeah. saying is there an opportunity right now. Mm. Even if I don't feel like taking it, but knowing like God is working, if we're mm. committing this to Him, yeah, yeah, I think the uh, the the thing just to sort of bring this to a conclusion that that is has been a challenge from the beginning of this journey for me, and I want it to be a challenge for all of us as well. That as these two authors, Jay Pathak and Dave Runyon, sat with actually sat with their mayor, the mayor of Arvada, Colorado. 
um, at some point somebody on the other side of the table leaned over and said, you don't think that we as city leadership can look out to the city and tell that there's an actual difference between the way Christians treat their neighbors and the way non-Christians treat their neighbors, do you? And that was the thing that, that like gripped their hearts and made them feel like, well, but they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. There is supposed to be yeah. a, 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 um, a difference between the way that people who've actually been commanded with the clearest of directive from Jesus love your neighbor as yourself to those who yes. are just kind of going around their everyday lives and so um so yeah today we we wanted this to be a kind of a, a next step in rather than you hearing me last week just speaking theory in a sense and if you didn't i don't often do this but if you didn't see last week's uh, stream go back and watch it because there was, there was it was good i can tell you yeah. it was good <laughs> thank as you very third much third party yeah. opinion I liked it. He's getting it a, a bonus this month for saying that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, uh, but it was, it was mainly summarizing some of the ideas here and yeah. just um, uh, just opening that, that thought in our minds. And the, the, the greatest commandment from Jesus, that wasn't an idea. It was the great commandment. It, it was mm-hmm. Jesus's directive to us. So as we continue on this, and we've got more over these next few weeks to unpack on the art of neighboring. Um, I'm so glad to have you guys in on this journey because Mm -hmm. you've put you've put legs on this you've been like kind of the hands and feet of this of this series already so thanks for joining us it's been great